welcome one and all to a Raptors podcast for the first time. And for the first time, I'm here with my good friend, Roman Figueroa. Hello, Lucky. Good to be here. So excited. <laughs> yeah. And today we're going to be previewing the Raptors season, just like a couple days outside of uh, preseason. And um, let's get right into it. So what do you what do you see for this team? We are 48 wins last year. Um, how, how good do you think this team could be? Honestly, uh, the East is very stacked this year and as well as it was last year. Uh, I'm seeing low 50 win team as our as our potential here. I mean, Scotty's going to get better. Siakam's going to play, hopefully, knock on wood, a full season for the team. You know, we got new guys on the team, new additions, Otto Porter Jr. And, you know, with Siakam in the media lately talking about his expectations for himself and the team, I am very optimistic for a very good season for the Raptors. Yeah, so let's say nobody gets injured, which I don't doubt is going to happen, but nobody gets (laughs) injured, perfect season, everything goes fine. What do you think the very best this team can achieve is? Honestly, I see top two seed, maybe top two, top three seed in the East, and I see a deep... Maybe even, you know, maybe even a conference finals run. Conference finals run. We'll, we'll we have would... to beat your Celtics for that. I don't know. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I don't know. With the, uh, with the Celtics coaching staff in shambles currently, it is very possible for the Raptors to sneak in to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I had a, I had a very similar number. I had a high-end, like, 55 wins. You know, yeah. 55 wins uh-huh. wins the East. Now that's year. that's yeah that is like, that is the East wind. Yep, so, that is the top. Like, I mean, I'm sure somebody's gonna run away with it. Like, I think the Bucks are gonna be great. Celtics, mm-hmm. if they can get their coaching in line, I think they're gonna be great too. Yeah, you know, Nets are in there somewhere. I don't want to. I don't even want to talk about the Nets anyway. Let's talk about the Nets. <laughs> um, let's go low end. Pascal gets injured. Scotty doesn't take um, a step. Low end. What are we talking? I'm seeing a low 40 win team here. I'm I and I think that's still pretty solid. You know, I still think we're making the playoffs. Uh, you know, but the East is competitive with you know the and the Cavs getting better with uh, Donovan Mitchell, the Hawks getting better with uh, Dejounte Murray. Like we might we're around that play in, you know, ten, nine, eight around there, around that seating. Yeah, I don't see I don't honestly I don't see any way this team is below 500 by the end of the year. I think low low end is like 43 wins and we're just squeaking into the play in. But I mean, yeah, if you just like look at the East, there's nine great teams, but if you look below that, there's like nine yeah, it's a pretty big drop good off. teams, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You have to go to like the Hornets, the Knicks, you know. No, I Pistons, yeah, we're not Magic. No way we're like I don't think, Mm-mm. no. I, I think Paces, the Raptors are playing not... no matter what. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. <laughs> honestly, the Pacers yeah. couldn't have more than like twenty wins. No, nah, there's no way. Yeah, it would for us to drop below five hundred. It would have to go perfect for all the other teams and just wrong in every way for us. Like both of our stars getting injured, stuff like yeah. that. Just crazy stuff like that. So, so we both agree we're we're gonna have a really good team, right? So. Mm-hmm. We're expecting some step-ups, right, if we're going to increase these wins. Who do you think is going to be the most improved player, Raptors player this year, like from last season? My most improved Raptors players are, number one for me has got to be Scotty Barnes. I mean, Mm. he proved last year he was the best out of the rookies coming into that year and came out, you know, 
the best. And I think this year his production is going to improve a lot. He's going to have a bigger role on the team. They're going to give him the ball more, more touches, and his overall every part, every stat, his rebounding, his assists, his points are all going to go up. One thing I love um, about Scotty, he's bulked up, man. If you've seen him, yeah. he look, he's looking Holy like Kawhi shit, over there. Man. Like <laughs> I, I just want to see him bully people. You know, like uh-huh. you saw last year, he was banging bodies and like doing the, like a little hook shot. Yeah, I want to see him. Like full Shaq in the post, and I know we're not gonna see full Shaq, but I want to see a little Shaq, you know. Little Shaq, little yeah. Back him down, I, old school. Yeah, no, I think he, he, I think that's what he has to do this year, especially when he gets matched up with uh, smaller guards and even yeah. some, even some smaller forwards. He is, you know, athletically his size. He's just in the paint. He's got more skill than a lot of the players in the league, and he, yeah, he needs to take advantage. Well, that's the thing. They're gonna have to put guards on our players because if we if we're running lineups with full six eight six nine guys right a shooting guard's gonna have to guard scotty you know yes somebody somebody's gonna have to get in there but i'll and tell you right now nobody wants it nobody wants thing. it um so what do you think about og here where, where, OG. where do you see him going i think for og is i see if Scotty's going to get more touches, and Siakam and Van Fleet and those guys are going to get more touches. I feel like OG's production might go the opposite way, and it might decrease, you know? Yeah. With with Scotty being trying to be a bigger role on the team, uh, I think he might get less touches. But, you know, uh, he's obviously worked in the offseason. He's gotten better basically every season we've seen him on the team. So... Even if he gets less touches this this season, I see him focusing on other aspects like his defense, off-ball and on-ball, and still being one of our top guys for the season. The thing about OG is, I mean, he's still 24, but he's every single year he's taken a, a jump in points. And, I mean, this last season, his field goal was at an all-time low, and he yeah. only played 48 games, which is worrying. I mean, he's only mm-hmm. played 40-odd games these last two years. So honestly, yeah. what I want to see from OG is just stay healthy. The full season, yeah. Like just, you know, just mm-hmm. keep doing what you're doing, plugging away, play that on-ball defense that we need you to, and just stay on the court because we need you. Yeah, we need him, man, especially in the playoffs too. But like The shooting yeah, is we, vital. His, yep, the spacing, we need that. And that, like, the same thing I can see from – but I, I can see OG still like still 17 and like – his steal numbers, but, and I see the same, I was predicting a similar thing for Fred, so, in, like, 2018 or something, uh, Kyle Lowry, he averaged, like, 14, but led the league in assists, and was, like, still very important, I think it was the the year they won the chip, and I was thinking, like, I want to see the same thing from Fred there, you know, I want to see Fred take a step back while not taking a step back, you know, hit those shots when we need him to late in the game, you know, like, the uh-huh. one three-pointer he always seems to hit. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. really, really efficient, like, 14 points and get, like, 10 assists or, like, 8 assists, you know? And he honestly, he needs to take less minutes because man's been playing way too much. And you can see that by the end oh, of the season last yeah. year. And that he's just, he'll just be drained and, you know, uh, once again, knock on wood. But injuries are bound with the amount of games they play in a year. And, you know, it's good. We do have... We do have a pretty deep team, you know. More depth than last year, for sure. Yeah, more depth than last year, for sure. You know, uh, 
for our wings, we have like Otto Porter and Thaddeus Young. For the guards, you know, Flynn in the offseason, he's taken some big leaps on social media. <laughs> and then you got Banton, obviously, who can, you know, when needed, when, when our stars need a rest, he can get in there. So it's Flynn good for is that. really an all social media guy, you know? <laughs> on, yeah. On my, on my iPhone, on Instagram, he's like the best player in the league, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 92 <laughs> points was it or something like that? 92 points I, in the rec league he was, was in. I don't. No way it was 92. <laughs> I think it was not. Oh, it might have been 72. I think it was 72. Outrageous numbers nonetheless. <laughs> like 72. <laughs> Holy smokes. That would have been a. Yeah, that would have. Maybe, if, if maybe just work on getting 10. Yeah. <laughs> in the NBA, you know? But <laughs> Start from 10 and then, you know, one day have yeah. hopes of hitting 72. <laughs> I, I really want to see Flynn. Um, I want to see Flynn just even just solidify a role in the starting lineup because, I mean, guard guard minutes are up for grabs, and we need Flynn to take that backup role and take some minutes off Fred, like I said. But it's really up to him. I mean, and Nick, for if he wants to play him. Nick, if you want, yeah, that's true. I mean, he, he is a bit of a defensive liability as well. So he his offense, you know, we've all seen, it shows promise, but – his defense is lacking, so playing him in those big, big games when he's matched up against some of the best players in the league, it just isn't, is just not worth it for the Raptors. They would it's just bad on the floor. I mean, looking at Flynn, he just overcommits. I like when I watch him, like he'll he plays the defense I do in two K. Like he'll he'll guard somebody for a good nine seconds, like one on one, and then just at the end, just let him by. And just, just let like, him by, <laughs> you know. Just pass him on yeah. to the center, and you know, just keep keep that pressure up. You know, that's mm. something I want to see. Um, so yeah, so you you mentioned something about Pascal's uh, talking in the media. So yeah, what do you think? What do you think about Pascal? Yeah, he's my runner up for most improved Raptor in this in the next mm. season. I think he says that he has he he has the talent to be a top five player in the league and that that's his goal and honestly um the league the league every year is getting better the variety of players the depth of players is getting better so it is that is a really hard goal to achieve but as someone as an admirer of Siakam and as someone who's watched him for so so long I really do think that if the Raptors can be one of the best one of the best teams if not the best team in the east this year like People won't won't have a choice but to give him a top five title in the league. He, well, that's the thing. He's gotta he's gotta earn it. And he you, mm-hmm. you saw him in the media, and he just sounds ready. Yeah. He like he fully Hungry. sounds. That's the thing. He sounds yeah. like a killer. Uh huh. I mean, and obviously you want to see it, but I think mm-hmm. I think you will. I mean, Pascal like OG, he's taking steps every year, so mm-hmm. I don't think he's gonna be worse. And he's yeah. already a top twenty player, so he's yeah. gonna move up. Uh huh. So and I yeah. Last year I too I think I think he got snubbed of an All Star pick. Uh, oh my god. You know you can say that you know as a non fan of the Raptors people can say that oh he didn't play enough games and this and that he wasn't healthy enough. But from my perspective and I hope yours too he was way better than some of those guys in the All Star game and and the last half of the season he proved it for sure. Yeah. And I hope he has a fully healthy season this year and can show the whole league what he's made of. You know. Well, he's he. That's the thing. He was injured, and it was. I'll give people a pass for not having him, 
But I mean, yeah. are we really having Jared Allen in the All Star? Come on, come on, no. I mean, yeah, I, I guess because it was in Cleveland, but you're not gonna put Kevin Love in the fucking All Star game, you know? <laughs> imagine. It's ridiculous. Just imagine. Imagine the scenes if Kevin Love's in the All Star game. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, no, uh, Pascal, I can, I see a huge jump for him. Not a huge jump, but I mean, just a huge jump into superstardom. And yeah. That's the that's what I'm looking for. For so sure. yeah, the one the one starting player we I guess we haven't touched on is uh Gary. And uh, yeah. one thing I want to see from Gary, I've been thinking about it like the starting lineup, I think we're the only team to have all our starters average 15 points, right? And it's there's not much opportunity to get shots in the starting lineup. So I was sort of thinking where can Gary get his 17 points or 20 points if he wants to take a step, which I mean, he's young. He could be up for it, but um, I think he should take a role with the with the bench more, you know. I I do see that. The I mean, I I do see that. I think he is good enough to lead the bench for sure on the offensive end. And the best part about him too is the defensive end. He has the potential to be, well, actually the potential. I think he is maybe the best on ball defender on our team. You know, he led our team in steals last year, and I think, I think I do agree with you. I think it would be a great. Uh, at least to try to be a good idea to try him on off the bench to lead not off the bench but to lead the bench unit give him more minutes with them. However, mm. some might say that he's too good to be with them. He's yeah. just and how is he gonna react to that? Yeah, how is he gonna react to that? Is he gonna want to play with the bench? You know, it's you know, but ultimately it's the coaching it's the coaching's decision. But and I think I think Nick will experiment with having Precious in the starting lineup and uh, yeah. Gary coming off the bench. Like mm-hmm. I think that's definitely – it's something that you would you would like to see because it, it really phases it more to more 6'9 players, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's 6'9 yeah. in, in Fred. So Yeah. And having yeah. Gary off the bench, he can – he brings shooting to the bench, which is something that it needs. Mm-hmm. And somebody who can really, like, lead the scoring when we're having droughts, which, like, we had – like, last season, so many droughts we had, four minutes, where just oh we couldn't God. get a single bucket. Yeah. And we had let teams back in the games, and it's just like if Gary was there, maybe he gets a couple threes, and it's now an eleven-point well, game instead of a five-point game. Mm-hmm. I could see that the momentum changes, and then exactly. once the starters are rested, and now you come out, and you know the other team is barely struggling to keep the lead, and now, uh oh, here comes Fred Van Vliet, here comes Siakam, here comes Scotty, and, and that's why they had to play so many minutes in the first place. Yeah, yeah, because they, yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. So, I mean, this is something that the media is always talking about. Um, so, who, if if we were to get a superstar, if we were to go all in on a player, for, well, for, first of all, should we go all in? Um, I think with what we have right now, uh, with the players we have, with the depth we have, uh, we could. I think we 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 could, and we. C- could easily be a contender and one of the top contenders in the league. However, with the KD situation, it is kind of all up to what we have to give up, you know? Because I think they were asking for Scotty and Siakam. Um, and I just think that's that's just a no-go for me. I would never give up those two in the same deal. And I probably wouldn't give up one of them in a deal at all. Um, really? On top yeah, of that, I mean, they want to throw in picks. Yeah. I'm attached. I'm attached to those players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. I got the Scotty jersey right now. I'm wearing it. I'm repping. 
<laughs> so I would hate to see them go. But Scotty's yeah. a player like I can see him in five years. I I can picture it perfectly in my head. You know, just him lifting a trophy. Like I was listening to a podcast earlier, and it was like, oh, I don't see Scotty ever being. I don't see Scotty ever being able to make get his own shot. And I was thinking like, wow. oh, just imagine I can't I can't wait in like three years when Scotty's taking guys one on one and just Yeah, like the ISO game, he's got it all, the dribble, the tween tween, yeah, the headsy, the blow by, like, oh ah, I can't wait for that, man. Holy <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so in the playoffs, what's a team you would like to see? I would like to see the Hawks. And yeah. and I don't know. This is going to be a planned team. I think the Hawks, despite their addition, which what what do you think they're about their addition anyway? I really, I don't know. I think it's good to pair Dejounte, uh, who's an elite elite defender, one of the best in the league, with a guard like Trey Young, who is some would say lacking in defense. So I feel like that evens it out. So it's it's harder to exploit Trey Young uh, at, on the defensive end. However, you know, it, it is a bit of a concern if DeJounte and Trey Young will be able to share the ball enough and enough where DeJounte will be satisfied and Trey will be satisfied and then it will uh, benefit their team uh, positively. But I, I do think that their team will get better. I just think it is a question of how much they will get better. Yeah, I... It's it's really weird because I feel like every single team in the East has gotten better. Yeah. Right? And every team so it's weird saying, Oh, they've just got this fringe all star player added to their team that went forty three wins last year and they're gonna stay the same. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem realistic, but it's just like looking at it. Yeah. Looking at all the teams that would be in playoff contention. Mm-hmm. I'm not really putting them above a lot of teams however the one team i will say that i would like to see in the playoffs is the chicago bulls mm. um i really feel like you know i love him so much with all my heart DeRozan, but he has not been great in the playoffs in his career he's never been superb or one of the best playoff performers so with that going on and their team not performing to their pre-All-Star uh, All-Star weekend expectations. And the end of the season, I think that they're a team that we could easily beat, maybe in six games at most. Um, yeah, that they're one team that hasn't made an addition, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when everybody's taking a step forward and you're staying the same, you're going to slide. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and I forgot Lonzo Ball, I believe, is having a surgery or something like that. Is They're season, looking at season ending. I believe, I think it's at least a couple months, may, uh, more even. Um, but I know, you know, he's their starting guard. Yeah. Um, it says Lonzo Ball said he can, can't, he still can't run or jump. And even has pain in his knee climbing the stairs. Yikes. Those are the reports. So it doesn't look like he's going to be ready for this season. I mean, I, you know, I hope he is for his sake and, you know, for entertaining basketball sake. Never, but, never root on injury. That's something. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, that sucks. That like, did you suck. see? I mean, we're getting a lot off topic here. Did you see Tua Tagovailoa's <laughs> injury? Yeah, against the Bengals, that oh was God. horrific, horrific, horrific. I mean, huge mistake by the Dolphins, you know, staff for letting him play in the first place. But you know, I hope it's a wake up call, not for just the NFL, but all the leagues. You know, the NHL, the NBA, the MLB, but all the leagues to you know take concussion concussion protocol very seriously very because it can lead to long-term or per, even permanent injuries i mean like just seeing him just on the floor just hands like seizing i don't even know what was going on yeah i think yeah. It's just how preventable it was Mm-hmm. and like 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 you said i just how does that happen how do we let that happen to like one of the be- like one of the up and coming players in the league. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> let's get back to <laughs> Raptors basketball. Um, so who do you not want to see in the playoffs? Who do I not want to see? Mm. I think that would have to be the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, in my opinion, Giannis is still and has been for the last couple of years the best player in the world. He's the hardest to guard in one-on-one. He's the hardest to guard in a system. Talk about Shaq. And, and yeah, right. He's he's basically he's the new Shaq. And with his supporting cast around him, Brooke Lopez is back. Um, Drew Holiday's there. Um, Middleton. Like not only they are elite offensively, they're elite def- uh, they're elite defensively. Their spacing is good. There really aren't many flaws in their in their team at yeah. all. The one thing I can see, though, is, I mean, Giannis has been healthy. And yeah. just running the odds, he can't be healthy every season. So, <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, there's like everybody saying, oh, how there's good nine, nine good teams in the East. But it, you look at it and it's like one team's just going to get unlucky, you know? Yeah. One team's yeah. just going to have all their players injured and there's just no way. I no yeah. way all nine teams are are gonna be the same nine teams. Yeah, no exactly. way the teams are gonna be the same. I agree. But speaking on that, I mean historically the team that's that's most likely to happen to. I mean I know you said you didn't want to talk about them. Okay. But no, no, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, absolute shambles of a team last season, and for honestly the past couple of years, you know Kyrie with his um with his just refusing to play and get his uh, vaccination Harden, Harden in the Nets parting way. Uh, then, then you've got, um, you know, Kevin Durant who was there, but was injured for a bit of the season. And then, you know, the cherry on top is uh, Simmons who yeah. didn't even, hasn't played a professional NBA game in what, like two years, something like that. It's been a long time since we've seen well, him on the and court. And you hear them talking in media day, and they're like, oh, yeah, everything's pretty much is what they're saying is, like, everything's going to be fine. I think one of the quotes yeah. is like, I've, I've, I've broken up with my wife before, but we're still here. <laughs> Somebody said that. Somebody said that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. But, I know. They're, they're acting like everything's just going to be, like, oh, oh, all good and dandy. and Give them two weeks. Yeah, honestly. I uh, I really don't see them being a contender. They have the tools, but is Simmons healthy? 
I I believe he is. I think he will be ready for the season. Yeah. Um, but they but like even even then like if he does play they'll take it slow with him for sure I think they're not trying to risk anything they're Kitty's not getting any younger Kyrie's not getting any younger mm. um they're gonna want to go for it as soon as possible I would like but, to yeah. see them be good just yeah to throw everybody off everybody's like oh they're gonna be horrible I I would love to see them just win a championship for Kevin Durant Kyrie's sake you know I think that'd be yeah a funny twist anyway yeah yeah. Um, the worst matchup, uh, I think, for the Raptors, this Raptors team is the Celtics. Your, yeah. your, your Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum and the Celtics, baby. Just because <laughs> they have everything. Like, if you look at it, they have depth. Like, the depth they've acquired this offseason. Yeah. They've got a new point guard who can jail, – um, not Jalen Brogdon. Oh, my God. Malcolm anyway, Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, they, have, they have a point guard now. You know, back to how they like like they had Kemba, you know, and it's just I don't see it. I don't see a way they're they're a lot like the Raptors where they have just a bunch of wings and one point guard and one center. They're like the Raptors, like how I would like to see the Raptors in like two or three years. I mean, let's hope uh, Scotty Barnes can become a Jason Tatum caliber player. That would be pretty spectacular. But Pascal. um, even Pascal, yeah. I mean, but the thing with the Celtics too now is they've got a defensive player of the year coming off the bench. Like, they're probably going to take – it maybe not start him off the bench smart, but they're probably going to run him a lot with the bench because they need Brogdon to run their offense as the point guard because that's what they were missing last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but my two main concerns with their team – or I guess I'll say three uh, – First off, Ime Udoka with that situation, you know, a coach, you know, is, you know, what binds the team together and missing your head coach who has taken you to the finals and has, you know, helped your team improve so much. It's going to be, could be a very uh, struggle for them. But my other concerns would be Robert Williams staying healthy and Al Horford staying healthy. Um, You know, Al Horford's getting older you know, it's bound, knock on wood, it's bound to happen. Um, and Robert Williams has not really had a lucky stretch of being healthy for a long period of time now. He's, yeah. It seems like he's injured, you know, months at a time, multiple times a year. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to see with them. But, but yeah. Okay, so uh, here's just a, a question. So I was looking at the – not a question, more a statement actually. <laughs> but I was looking at the schedule, and I wanted to see – and I was looking, and the Raptors, like they start off with a, a really hard start of the season. Like they play Cleveland a bunch and Miami. But once – it starts to open up a bit afterwards. And so I think after like 12 games – yeah, so you look in 12 games in, there's a stretch of four or five games where we play OKC twice and – uh, the Pacers, and you're just thinking, like, I think the Raptors can start out, like, top two, top two in the East. Yeah. And once we're front run- running, like, this is the case, honestly, for us being the high end of this spectrum. Like, I think we have a really easy s- schedule to open up the season. And I don't see us, like, once we get on a roll, like, this is a team. Like, everybody's together. You hear that, that like them talking about that 
and you could just see how everybody's happy at media day, right? Yeah. And everybody's good, happy to be there, working for each other. I think once we get to a hot start, it's going to be hard to slow us down. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, the fans being, I went to, well, we went to a couple games together. The fans are crazy. The Like, we support the team. The team hopefully loves the fans. And, yeah, the energy is crazy. So once they build the momentum, I agree. I, I really don't see them slowing down. But, you know, they're going to have to come out the gate with intensity, with, you know, just just a strive to win because if we want to achieve our our high-end 50 mid 50s win season you know we've we have the our schedule's given us the tools but they just need to they just need to execute and yeah yeah and um so just taking a quick step to the side here which um so from last year you know we had a bunch of second rounders and undrafted guys do you think any of them can take a step in so we're talking Justin Champagne Delano Banton uh, even like Malachi, do you think any of them can take a step into the starting lineup? And if 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 which one who? I hmm. I mean, you can say I they mean, they they won't because that's yeah definitely something yeah, I, think, I can see on the cards with Nick Nurse. With Nick Nurse, I I really think he has. I think yeah, I think Nick and uh, Nick Nurse he has his he has his core that he wants. Um, and I do believe our young guys, uh, like. Champagne and Banton and uh, Flynn, like they all have great talent, but I really don't see them, you know, gunning after any of the starting rules or being at that level or even at the potential level to reach really? the starting lineup. You don't, yeah, you don't I, think any of them can be in a starting lineup in five I, years? I don't know. I, I really don't see it. They haven't shown me enough. I mean, obviously, Banton, you know, and, and uh, Champagne still new but i don't know i haven't seen enough from them yet to really give a full yeah. my full wording on it but i just don't like putting ceilings on guys like one thing yeah. that just like makes me so giddy about scotty is i see he can do anything like if you look like he's shown flashes of the passing he's shown flashes of the ball handling he's shown flashes of the shooting and yeah. you can really like you why why put a ceiling on him yeah you know, I know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, his athletic ability is there. His basketball, most importantly for me too, his basketball IQ is there. Uh, if this offseason have shown anything, his, you know, his hard work, his work ethic is there. He's put on a lot of weight, a lot of muscle. He looks stronger. He looks healthier. He looks scarier. And every aspect of his game I see improving this year. And yeah, for him, man, the sky's the limit. Like for sure, the sky is the limit. Yeah, so I mean, I just don't like putting ceilings on guys. And so something similar, like outside of Scotty, let's say, in the next five years, who's the best Raptor? Who do you picture being the face of the franchise outside of Scotty? In five years? Yeah. Wow. Looking far into the future here. Far, far in the future. How, how old's Siakam? And how old's Van Vliet? That's what I was saying. I was going to say Siakam. I think Siakam's 28. He's 28, so five years, he's 33. That's probably what. That's why I like wanted to ask that question because I didn't want. Uh, I, I didn't don't know. want Siakam to be still in his prime. Yeah, because then that'd be too easy, huh? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, other than Scotty, because yeah, like you said, Scotty would be Scotty would be the first choice, but it could be a player on a different team too. Player on a different team. Yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> oh, wow, I mean, I don't know. Uh, listen, man, I would love to see the Canadian come home. I'd love to see RJ Barrett, you know. Oh, really? I thought you were going to say Shea. <laughs> Shea. Oh, I mean, listen, there have been, there have been, I've heard about talks. I've seen Twitter, you know, you know, that the Raptors are keeping an eye on him, but he's, uh. What does that I mean, mean yeah. by the way? Like, I, who, yeah, I, <laughs> who's, who's here and all oh, the Raptors are keeping, who's telling them this? <laughs> Who's right beside Nick Mas- Nurse keeping Masai? an eye on That's Shea? What I'm saying. Uh, who's with Masai? I don't know, man. But who's watching Masai keep an eye on him? I don't know. <laughs> what I don't does know. That but mean? I'm happy that if it's true, I'm happy they're doing it. I would love Shay. But what does it cost? I think, uh, what is it gonna cost? I mean, is his did he just sign? What what's his what's his contract looking like right I now? I think he has like four there. years, five like he's 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 set up for a while. It's gonna be a while. Oh, but four years kinda fits our timeline perfectly. Exactly. I'm not gonna lie. It kinda fits our timeline. So yeah, I'd love to see a Canadian player, you know. You know, maybe Wiggins comes back, you know, Wiggins come to the rap. Wiggins is also twenty eight though. Like he's he's getting oh, he's getting oh that's so weird. It felt really it really I mean he's I mean, getting I'm... he's getting there in five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it feels weird like that he's getting there even because it felt like literally yesterday that he was like a rookie. But yeah, I, I preferably I'd, I'd like to see a Canadian come home and you know, rep the Raptors. How nice but would that be? That would be amazing. That would be awesome. But yeah, I actually didn't think about Shay. I was just like RJ Barrett, man. He's my guy. Following him since Duke. Do you have anything you want to say about RJ? Like, I mean, what do you think? He's a he's a great talent, I believe, honestly. And you know, no shade, but kind of shade to the Knicks. I really think they're holding him back. Um, and who is it they just signed? Uh, Brunson, right? They just got Brunson, so that's just gonna mean less touches and less minutes for Barrett. Um, that that team, the Knicks, is just they're just full of like C stars, you know, C list stars, where they're yeah. just like. They wouldn't be a star. They wouldn't be talked about on any other team. They're like a Christian Wood. It's like if Christian yeah. Wood was on the Knicks, he'd be talked about twenty four seven. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. But yeah. Well, because they're the they're the they're the blockbuster team. But nah, they're. I just, I just don't yeah. see a killer on their team. You know, I don't uh, see that spicy P. Yeah. I don't. I don't see them with a spicy P. <laughs> I don't see them with any spicy P. People were actually. Can you believe people were comparing Julius Randle to spicy P? Can you actually believe that? Oh my goodness. Honest, it honestly hurts my head to think about that. And where was and where was spite and where was uh sorry where was Julius Randle last season? What did he do last season? Absolutely. I, I swear nothing. his field goal percentage was in like the thirty percent. Yeah, absolutely nothing. That honestly, and their franchise has been in the mud for a couple years now. A couple. Oh, yeah, more, a while, a while. Oh, well, since the freaking nineties, they've been pretty trash. I can not imagine being a Knicks fan. Who was their last like good, like good, like I guess was it Carmelo? Oh yeah, my god! Live two thousand eleven. It's literally more than a decade ago. What a joke. Oh, my God. Like, would you call Julius Randle? Like, no. He's no. their best player in the last 10 years. Oh, my God. Is like, that he true? had one All-NBA season. I think that's oh true. Oh, my God. I, weren't they, weren't they, oh, they were a pick-off of getting Zion, too, weren't they? No, two picks-off. They were a pick-off of Jaw. Off. Oh, my goodness. Pick-off Jaw, two, two picks-off picks Zion. And then... What did they take Porzingis with that year? What? 
because didn't they draft Porzingis? Yeah. And he was supposed to be like the next big thing too. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh jeez. Porzingis is like another one of those players where it's like, oh, he's a star on New York, but anywhere yeah. else he's just like, oh. Yeah, now he's on Washington, and it's kind of like, like he's cool, like he's fine, but it's like <laughs> he's not like the next Dirk. No, not even close. Exactly. Um. Wow. Yeah. R.J. Barrett, guy I'd like to see play for the Raptors. The next Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, uh, let's just wrap it up here with um, which Raptors player would you like to have the game-winning shot? Down one. Down one? Down one. I mean, I mean, personally, for me, uh, actually, I was going to say it's the easy choice, but we've seen other pl- we've seen players do it. We've seen OG do it even in against the uh, against the Celtics in the bubble. Um We've seen Siakam come up clutch before, but I think the player that I I think the one and Kevin Durant said it himself. He's a dog. Is Fred VanVleet? Oh, uh, he's the guy. He's the guy. I love to see. He's got the shot. He's got the shot creation. He's got the vision too. Like I trust him to make to make the right play in the clutch. You know, like I not just go for the shot, but you know maybe see a, a hedge defender come in too early and swing it out. So I just trust him with the ball the most. I I was gonna say Pascal. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Make for sure. I nice. just think down one. If it's down three, I'm taking Fred no matter what. You know. Yeah. If it's down yeah. two, I'm I could be taking Fred. And I think what Nick was doing last season a lot of was he's just gonna pick the best matchup. You know, whoever mm-hmm. has the weakest defender on him. Oh yeah. Get that bucket. Mm-hmm. But if. I'm I'm saying everybody's just like the most average player in the NBA garden. I'm, I'm taking Pascal. He's he's got the most defined move on this team. Yeah. yeah. I think he's like the best finisher and I think he's going to be clutch this season for us. Yeah. And and yeah, yeah, for sure. I think he's got the jump shot. Even as the jump shot, you know, people criticize it a lot, but I, I think it's it, I still think yeah, it's improving, and I it's borderline elite in my opinion. And like you said, it's finishing. And yeah, I, I agree with you. He, I think he's our best player. And if the matchup's there, for sure, down one, and he can he can just get in a post position. Uh, for sure, I think I'd give him the ball. Yeah. Um. Well, thanks, Roman, for being on. Uh, that's it for the first ever yeah. <laughs> Raptors podcast. Amazing. Um, thanks for having me, man. Holy. Oh, no problem. Uh, yeah, so that's the season preview. Um, thank you guys all for watching and joining me. And uh, never forget, never underestimate the heart of a champion. <laughs>